0: ladies and gentlemen this is your favorite canadian rico back at it again you are tuned in to bfpn buffalo fanatics podcast network home to seven days a week of buffalo bills content news updates analysis you name it we got it seven days a week so sit back relax turn up the volume it's bfpn buffalo
1: fanatics podcast network everyone. Welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is episode 24. We're in the off season, and uh, today we're going to be talking about some uh, offensive and defensive positional needs and pickups that would be good for us. And here are your hosts, Jake Cranston and Jeff Webster. What's up, Jake? Jeff?
2: How you doing, buddy? Another podcast, so that makes me feel good. Yeah. Getting right. close to uh, free agency.
0: We are. Yeah, and there, things are starting to happen. Yeah. Uh, today was actually uh, tag day or whatever, right? Yeah. And a couple of guys came off the free agent market. Yep. Um, free agent pool available, so.
2: Yeah. We'll see what goes, but. And we got a couple uh, signings and a few moves that we can talk about real quick. Uh, Micah Hyde signed a two-year extension. Which is awesome. Awesome move. I think that was huge to keep both those safeties together. Uh, Mitch Morse took a $2 million pay cut to help us with cap room. Yep. So we know that, you know, he's going to be our center moving forward, so. We kind of have an idea of what we're going to have on offensive line. Right. And we also signed a uh, special team linebacker, Andre Smith. So he is going to be another guy that's going to be on the roster. Another to, depth guy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, the funny thing is um, I've heard different conversations recently, and um, one of them happened to be about John Feliciano and the value that he holds to the Buffalo Bills. So the conversation kind of went, um, is he worth – the money that they're going to spend, like where did he grade? And uh, somebody brought up the fact that um, he's a he's a solid he's a solid guy, but he might mean more to the Buffalo Bills just because he knows the scheme. He came in, he can step in at center, and uh, it got me thinking about Mitch Morse. Mm-hmm. You know, if Mitch Morse had walked away, he's the only center that Josh Allen has known really, other than Feliciano or somebody substituting. Pretty much, yeah. So these guys have been kind of uh, in lockstep together. He walks away, then you got to bring somebody in, right, unless you're going to move Feliciano Feliciano permanently to center. So now you're starting over after Josh has had his most successful year in the three years he's been in the league. So, yes, stability, right, I think matters. And uh, Mitch Morris, willing to do that, negotiating with the team, helps out. You know,
1: I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's something like good for him. It's something that you guys have talked about quite a bit on here is, you know, that the attitude in Buffalo needs to be for the team and not for the player. We're not looking for divas here. We're looking for people who care. Right. And I think that shows that he belongs here. For sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's good to have guys on our roster that aren't just searching for the money and say, well, if you can't if you can't meet my needs, I'm going to look elsewhere. So that's that's nice to have guys that want to just play for this football team. They know – what we have, what we're building, and where we can go. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's kind of crazy if you look at some of the salaries now. um, You know, another thing that just happened, Dak Prescott just signed a huge deal, $160 million, and I've heard comments like, yeah, how much money do you need? Like, you know, you got enough money for you, your kids, your grandkids, and maybe their grandkids. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. So the contracts are getting big and um and yeah sometimes there's more involved than just money for some of these guys and it's yeah you know Mitch Morse has done well for himself he's he's made a bunch of money and good for him he's earned every bit of it so it's cool that he would he would look at a team first kind of a move and that's fantastic yeah
2: yeah awesome. it's it's nice it's it's a yep. good thing to to have moving forward so um yeah we're going to get into our top uh six position needs that we think um uh, that we think that you know, we, we want to really focus on our, you know, our team to bring guys in via free agent draft, whatever we can to help upgrade those positions. Uh, So we'll, we'll get into that. We'll start off uh, with tight ends. Um, I have tight ends listed at number six position need uh, right now. So my reason uh, would be Dawson Knox, uh, didn't have a, a a great second season, but right. he showed he showed some flashes. Yes, he still had problems with his hands uh, dropping the ball, uh, but the athletic ability is still there for him. He was catching touchdowns. He's a threat in the red zone. He ended up with a sixty-one uh, PFF rating, which isn't which isn't horrible, but it's right. not great. Right. So, so I I put them number six, where I think we can free agently we can get a guy in like Jonu Smith. Or maybe make a trade for Zach Ertz, something like that to, to help. But Tyler Croft, to me, I mean, he's gone. We yep. have Tommy Sweeney again. We talked about this. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that I think they want to have on the roster. So right. hopefully, he can be healthy. Lee Smith is going to be gone. So, with that being said, what do you think, Jeff, on tight ends?
0: Um, I actually have him ranked number three, and a lot of that we talked about earlier was based on. A couple of things that um, Brandon Bean had talked about after the uh, loss in the AFC Championship game was, you know, things we need to do better. One of them is uh, more production at the tight end position. Uh, Doesn't mean that that's their number one priority, like we talked about. And, um, you know, believe it or not, I do listen when you talk. (laughs) Good. I appreciate that. It makes a lot of sense. So (laughs) why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No. I, I wondered that myself. No, no, I mean, it, it's so, it's so, <laughs> um, it's so hard to know what anybody's thinking, right? And I know, especially when it comes to the draft, Brandon Bean's very big on best player available, fine. But you know, you do have needs, right? Yeah. I mean, you do have positions that you need to fill. And, uh, if you're looking to improve that and edge, uh, more, more pressure on the quarterback, um, uh, especially after what Tampa Bay did to Kansas City. You know, everybody uh, everybody was lit up over the fact that when they calculated it out, um, Mahomes ran for like 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was crazy the amount of pressure they t- they put on him. So that was where I came in at number three. I don't think they're going to flip the world upside down and go get, um, you know, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. They're not, i don't think that's the game plan but i think there are some players that could possibly help them yeah Who you got? um i'm thinking we talked about earlier um that robert tanyan um again green bay, again, From green green bay. bay yep. chasing one good season i get it but he had 11 touchdowns he graded out uh, very well and he's got a great pair of hands man he had like a 91 percent catch rate in the red zone yeah, that's Dustin huge. Austin Knox has, has had some issues with his catch rate. Yeah, if you want a tight end um, to
2: be good, you want him to be good in the red zone, and that that kind of shows you right there that he's
0: he's right. got. Yeah. He, so yeah. that's
2: that's big. I mean, yeah, we want to score so touchdowns.
0: It, it could matter. Um, yeah, for not, sure. Again, we're trying to guess at what Brandon Bean might be looking at. He's yeah. not
2: going to be cheap, you
0: know, about seven million dollars a year, or whatever. But that's reasonable potentially. Um, you got Johnu Smith one on you. Your, John your- Smith is somebody that I, I didn't write down, but I we talked about him as a possible upgrade, too, and I, I like that move. I, I am not against that.
2: Yeah, he graded at a 75 last year, which which is yeah. a pretty good grade for a tight end. For sure. He would probably cost us around like $12 million to bring him in. But um, depending on, you know, I didn't look deep. I know Lee Smith uh, would save us like a million. or Yeah, a couple Ty- million or whatever. Tyler Croft, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But um, you know, if we get rid of like Tyler Croft, Lee Smith, I, hey man, I mean yeah, if maybe can, the money's there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if we yeah. can if we can bring a guy like Janu Smith in and, you know, have Dawson Knox him, you know, that's that's a good addition right there. So um uh, what do you think about Zach Gertz? I had him on my list. Any yeah. any do you think that would be a possibility Brandon Bean would look at a trade? I, for I him? think
0: depending on the cost. Um yeah, I think that's a real possibility. I mean I talked about uh, just to you that David and Joku from Cleveland, he's kind of been pushed back to a third string, but yet they used him quite a bit in the playoffs last year. It's who knows. He's due six million dollars uh, on the final year of his contract.
2: And the Browns want announced announced that they want to trade him, right?
0: Yes, and they yeah. did say he was available for a trade, but yeah. I don't know if I would make a crazy move to get him because if they made him available for trade. There's no dead cap. It's six million dollars savings if they cut him. So sure. yeah, right. If they're not going to use him, they're not going to pay six million dollars to keep him on the roster. I don't. I don't think. I would. I would roll the dice on that one. See if he becomes
2: available. Wait and see if they cut him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why, yeah. Why try to waste you know draft picks or even uh, a player to try to trade for a guy like that when there's when he may be available for life. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, there's a long time before. Um, you know, camp opens and so there's a lot that can happen. We have got a draft. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the draft, there is that uh, Pat Friermuth they talk about. He's uh, yes, let's call him Baby Gronk. Yep. You may be able to get him. He's he's the kind of guy I think the Bills will go after if he falls in the draft. But
2: like, what, round do You think second? Yeah, I think they're projecting
0: second. him for a late first, and I don't think the Bills are going to do a tight end in the first round. I think they want to upgrade. Like I say, I don't think when you got Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, uh, we talked about it. Yeah, you're not going to break the bank to uh, spend big yeah. on a tight end.
2: But Unless they're giving up on Dawson Knox, which they haven't really exactly. said, yeah. said anything I about that yet. But yeah. I agree because the he's,
0: athleticism's
1: there. I just I don't think you do. I don't think it's right
0: time to cut bait
1: on him.
2: I no. really don't. Yeah. From
1: what I've been seeing on social, he's one of the ones that's I would say the most conflict. A lot of people right. want him gone. A lot of people are diehard about him. Right. I I hope he sticks around.
0: Yeah. He's a great story because he didn't really get a great chance in college. But like you talked about, the flashes are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are plays he made that probably only 8, 10 tight ends in the league are going to make those catches. I mean, it, it's.
2: Well, he has a- got it. A- some of those truck, uh, what do they call them, when he uh, ran over those guys from Cincinnati? Oh, then? yeah, right, like, right. What do they call it on, uh, <sighs> on NFL Morning. Network?
0: Football or whatever. Or, they, yeah. They talked about. Um, they give him the. Ah, uh, shit, yeah. You know, the they award the trophy thing where they're,
2: they're, they're trucking over guys. Right. I mean, he shows not only flashes of athletic ability running down the field, but. He's you know, already a good blocker too, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his grades are, how he grades out blocking, but
2: he's. he's I've seen him in tenacity. the. I've seen
0: him in the area when guys have broken plays open and, and gotten good yardage and stuff. So, right. Yeah, I think there's there's enough to like that you're not going to cut bait with a guy, especially under a rookie contract. But, yeah. but yeah, it depends. I you know, you almost got to try and get in Brandon Bean's head, and I I don't even I'm not positive about spending seven million dollars for a tight end. But I yeah, got a feeling they're going to somewhere around that five to seven million mark. Um, to to if they can get an upgrade in the right
2: deal, yeah. And this conversation could be completely different going into the next year, depending on what Dawson Knox ends oh, up doing this year too. I yeah, mean, absolutely, if he's another you know sub three hundred guy after three, then years, it's kind of like yeah. all right, well you know, then it's really really time to make a splash of tight end sure. somehow sure. because. I mean, we talked about that earlier when I was going through the Bills' all-time tight end list, and we've never had a tight end that caught or that had over 800 yards in receiving in a single season, yeah, ever, ever,
1: yeah. About do you know how many a year? Uh, you know, like per team, how many teams have one that will go over 800? Oh, I'll bet you it's a handful—five or six guys, maybe seven guys,
2: somewhere there. There's like tiers, you know. There's your elite guys, then there's your your mid guys, and then there's your kind of just their guys and most, mostly, I mean, our tight ends have always just been like just there. middling or less. Yeah, right. you know, we haven't had a tight end that's been like the guy. Yeah, you we know? talked
0: about like Scott Chandler was the last guy who really, yeah,
2: performed well, right, consistently. Yep. Charles Clay,
0: yeah. again, we thought he was going to be that guy. He yep. just Never really turned into that guy.
2: No. Nope.
1: And this nope. is a you know a conversation for another day, but it comes into question whether you want to take a broken position at running back currently and repair it or do you want to reinforce your passing game and right. you know the tight end is also kind of a utility position so i don't know i, I kind of right. prioritize that a little bit more honestly than i think most people do and i'm looking forward to getting a good tight end i ho- i hope they really make that a priority
0: yeah and uh, we talked about in future uh, episodes um oh, we did a little bit of a deep dive real short quick thing i i found online that may explain some of the issues we had at running back. So that's going to be an upcoming episode. We're going to talk about that and possibly some other things that kind of fall under the radar that people don't realize, Um, you know, scheming. We talked about how they scheme plays. And um, so to what degree the running back position is broken, it's really hard to say. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I know what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and I didn't mean to imply that the players at the position were broken. I meant that our current strategy is not utilizing them. At all. Right. Yeah. 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 Th- that's that's more, very true.
2: That's yeah, more mean, of what we were talking about, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, tight end, I had number six. Jeff, you had number three. So, not too far off. Um, no. But uh, number five on uh, my list uh, is position needs. I'm going to linebacker. Uh, reason for me that I want to linebacker, we do have Trey Edmonds. That's our staple guy. Uh, but the problem that we're going to fall into is Matt Milano. Pretty much everybody out there thinks that he's going to be gone I'm, I know I do. I know you do, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to fill his spot somehow. A.J. Klein, he did come on at the end of the season. He played a lot better, but he still only graded out at a 46 by, right. by PFF. Right. So when you have a, a guy that only graded out if, with 46, A.J. Klein, can he get better? He Sure he can, but right. how much better can he get? We also had Tyler. Do- um, Tyrell Dodson. Right. He filled in sometimes for Milano. He only graded out at a fifty-two. You know, now he didn't get a lot of playing time, so right. it's it's tough to say what his his ceiling could be. But we do have those two guys, Dodson and AJ Klein, that can you know step up and, and right. fill I'd, that role. And I'd kind of like to see
0: a uh, a split uh, first half of the season to the last half of the season for AJ Klein, because it does seem to me like his most of his struggles came early on in the season. Yeah, and again,
1: being a new team, I'm sure a new scheme. We were struggling through COVID during that time. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of factors. It,
0: yeah, so um, you know, and I don't think his grades were in the 90s by any means, but I think they probably were better the last half a dozen or eight games, whatever. So yeah. it would be interesting to see how that how that played out there. Um, I I did like when he was playing well. I did like the way he played. Yep. You know, there's a, there was somewhat of a. Uh, uh, ferocity I guess you would say or yeah. like uh high motor kind of a thing it just seemed like he was around the ball similar to Matt Milano a lot of the time so yeah I, he's an interesting case you know he's yep. but he, i he's not the whole he's not the whole answer I, and i agree i've got actually linebacker uh at number 2 yeah um and that's with the, like you talked about Matt Milano not being with the team after after this year or last year um yeah i just I don't know that. I mean, I, they could probably make the money work, but it's going to be real tough, man. Yeah, Talk it about seems it with tight. The, with Dak Prescott's contract, now Josh Allen, I mean, I think it would be fantastic if they could sign him this offseason. But you got John Feliciano and Darrell Williams we talked about. Um, Edmonds is coming up. You know, I mean, yeah, you got some guys you're going to have to make some decisions on, and you're not going to keep everybody. You yeah. just
2: can't do it. It's tough paying Milano $15 mil a year. And trying to get our, our roster in line and guys that you want to fill in that are going right, to be, able, be right. able to have guys come in and make an impact. I mean, Milano at 15 mil a year, and we're talking about it, like, is he even worth that? I mean. Right. Injuries. You know, injuries. He graded. He didn't grade out very well um, his last year in, in run defense. Right. Past coverage, his, he dropped as well. Right. Um, so there's some concerns with him there, too. So. You know, I have a guy that I would love to target in the draft to fill that spot if Milano's gone. Uh, Zavin Collins, I know he's <laughs> he's a big name through a lot of mocks, a lot of Bills' mocks. The linebacker from Tulsa, he's he's athletic, he can run, he can tackle. I mean, the guy's got the complete package. It's just can we get him at number 30, Jeff? That's right. the question.
0: That's a big question. And there's a couple of guys at linebacker. That But I think if, if I had my choice, he's exactly the one guy I had. I, I yeah. don't even have a free agent linebacker. I don't either. That I think is a value out there. Right. You know, same here. So, Which,
1: you know, that does bring into question the economics of Matt Milano, though, because right. if you don't have any other options, does he become more valuable? It's possible.
0: I mean, and, and and we don't think he's going to come back. For me, it goes a little bit beyond just the injury history now, because he does have one like it or not. You have to, they start to add up. But like you said, that overall grade, um, he's not graded when he's off the field. So either he's playing injured, and that's where that grade comes from, or the injuries are starting to take a little bit of a toll, you know? Yeah. And maybe through an entire offseason, he comes back 100% healthy and he's never injured again. And he's back to Matt Milano from two years ago. Right. Because that guy. I would probably consider paying that 12 or $13 million a year. And and who knows? Because of his position, maybe he would be willing to to take a little bit of a, a hometown discount. I don't know. I don't know. We don't get to ask him yeah. if he would do that. And he certainly probably wouldn't tell anybody if he would. Yeah. His agent's taking care of that shit. You yeah, know what I mean? so It's tough to
2: predict. Hold on one
1: second. I forgot to open my beer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. That's
2: a you should do that. That's a good sound to have on the podcast. I was podcast, just going to say, so. we should have that on a podcast anyway. Yeah.
0: Pretty, um, okay, but, yeah, on. so, you know, Matt Milano, healthy, fantastic, you know, but I just – there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of cap issues, yep. a lot of decisions that are going to be made, guys that we think, unfortunately, may be more important. But it was a good point. Like, it may come down to our options are Matt Milano or – we're going to be really weak at linebacker they may be forced into a position where they have to do something if there's tackles available they like in the first round we talked about that then maybe daryl williams becomes a cap casualty as opposed to matt milano
1: now you had this at number two on your list uh i had linebacker at number two yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and i had it number number five so we're, we're a little bit different on that but but as
0: we talked about in this conversation, you can see where it can roll up or down based on what's yeah. available.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, I was looking at um, you know depth too, like AJ Klein and, and Dodson. But you know, the more I think about it, um, these guys are, are are truly more of a depth type right. guy, like stepping in and and play on certain downs right. or fill in, you know, if someone's injured or whatever. I. I would I would be a little scared, a little shaky if we went into the season and we're starting AJ Klein. And nothing against right. AJ Klein. Right. I mean, he he plays well, but he also graded very very poorly his first six games in the NFL, one of the worst in the NFL. So right. That gets me a little worried. So yeah. So yeah, that was that was a linebacker, and I had five. Jeff had two. Uh, so number four, I have on my list defensive end. Uh, defensive end can be. For me, this is a little tricky. Um, Jerry, who's going to most likely, I guess, after we've talked about it, the more I kind of see things happening, uh, was going to probably play his last last year for, for the Bills this year. AJ Epinesa, Mario Addison, and Daryl Johnson. So I have Mario Addison gone. I know you do too, right, yep. Jeff? Yep. Just based on the money we saved, based on his production, he graded out the worst uh, defensive end. Right. On our team at a fifty-six and comparable AJ Epinesa as a rookie that didn't see a lot of field until later. Right. He graded out at sixty-five. Right. So that that gives you a kind of a sense of like, all right, Mario Addison really wasn't he wasn't doing anything very good for us. Daryl Johnson, I know you like him. <laughs> I like him. I, a know, lot. I know I know I like him. He graded out at a sixty. I think the kid has potential to to step in, maybe not be a full time starter. Right. That's my issue. But I don't think guy.
0: he's gonna be the, the starter. Yeah, and the other issue I have is, and, and Jerry Hughes is one of those guys that is driving me crazy, because if you look, you will find that the eighteenth best ranked edge rusher, according to PFF, the eighteenth best was Jerry Hughes. Yep. But the sack numbers aren't there. So is that because he's he's alone in the wilderness? Because there's no other talent on that line right now. Yeah. With Star being opting out and right. Trent Murphy is good every third or fourth game. Uh, yeah. you, you know, he's just not consistent, consistently there every time. And I we talked about him, too. He's he's not coming back.
2: Yeah, he was high. Jerry Hughes was – did you have uh, what he was in the league with pressures? Uh, at one point, I know you had to stand it, on Yeah, him at that. one time. I mean, yeah. for
0: the last few years, he's always been in the top eight or ten guys when it yep. actually comes to quarterback pressure. Yep. But he's always – a fingertip away from getting his hand on a quarterback. Right. I mean, it just seems like that's just his role.
2: Yeah, and for me, I have a guy in Carl Lawson from the Cincinnati I Bengals. I know you've
0: mentioned him a couple of times. He's
2: twenty-five, so you you can bring in a similar guy to Jerry Hughes, but you know, six seven years younger, right? right. And he last year he was fourth in pressures. He's similar to Jerry Hughes, where he was he's pressuring a lot, right? Didn't didn't, didn't get his sack numbers, but he's close and he's young. So he has a lot of room to re- refine. Whether, his, what it
0: would what the Bills would be looking at as far as contractually? Any idea? Something roughly
2: f- for him, you would be looking around like a ten in that area. Which you're already
0: yeah. paying Jerry Hughes nine. Yeah, and like you said, he's seven years younger or yeah. six years younger. Twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that would so, that would
2: be a good move in my eyes if we can yeah. if we can get a guy like that. Um, draft wise, I don't know if you got anybody and uh, on your list, but. I have Jalen Phillips, the D end out of Miami. He was he was a, a, a really good pressure D end. Right. A, a guy that didn't get a lot of sacks last year in his junior year. He had eight sacks. So is he good size? I mean
0: for a size guy. Yeah,
2: he's he's similar size to like Jerry Hughes, Carl okay. Lawson. Yeah. He's you know like 6'2", 260 okay. in that range. Right. Um but he he played in a defense similar to ours, like a a four three, um, attack the quarterback type guy and miami's defense yeah. i mean they had their front four they're they're the second best front four in right. their division in college last year right so he was he was part of that plus there's a the d end on the other side of him is high uh for the draft board too so that tells you miami's defense they had they have going defense, on yeah, yeah. so Jalen Phillips for me if we could look at him like maybe second round you know, that's where they're kind of grading them right now. That could be an option. Right. So,
0: well, because I have defensive been graded so high, I, I was thinking that he, it may be an option in the first round. I don't know.
1: Did you say what position you put it at?
0: Um, actually, I have defensive edge at, at uh, one. At, at the First, yeah. The highest. And especially, like I said, only because, like, if Jerry Hughes isn't here, we literally are down to Daryl Johnson, A.J. Epinesa. Um, very young players without a lot of experience. Yeah, that's especially hard to, if, it's hard to
2: argue that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially if Trent Murphy doesn't come back, obviously. Um I have which him I don't believe he is. Yeah. Gone. He's, he's gone. Gone. Um same here. But I would love it, in my opinion, I would love if they could somehow do some sort of a deal with Jerry Hughes similar to um this is the last year of his contract. Yeah. He's he's set to make nine million dollars. Right um uh, if he was willing to take some at his age, I don't know what kind of contract he's gonna get, but if they could somehow do a one year extension and push some of that money to next year, get his salary down around five or six million this year even if it's like 10 to 12 next year um, even if it cost him some some dead cap later on. Uh, people are talking if, if the cap was at 198 and uh, they were set to figure somewhere between 210 and 215 this year. Now it drops down to somewhere between 180 and 185. What happens next year? Because, like, the television revenue, I guess, is, like, off the charts. From what I've heard um, online, from what they've talked about, they've done really well with new television contracts and stuff like that. So, I mean, they could be looking at a cap that's 220 to 230.
2: Yeah. You know, next year. Next year, yeah.
0: So you're talking $50 million Mm -hmm. additional? So if you can push some of that money down the road, I I was uh, on board with um, moving Jerry Hughes and saving the nine million dollars. But you got to be able to get guys that can at least play that well to get real value out of there.
2: So being number one on your list for the end, who who would you? Where can we? Well, I I talked about
0: Jadavian Clowney.
2: You know, he's still
0: in my opinion a really talented guy. He's quick. He's great at stopping the run. Um, maybe when he's lined up next to somebody like Jerry Hughes or across from Jerry Hughes, maybe that will help. Maybe, you know.
2: Yeah. problem with him, he's, he's got low sack numbers, though. Right. That's the but, problem. But, I mean, so
0: does Jerry Hughes. I mean, like, right. that's not but, the end all but when it want, comes to.
2: Yeah, but we want to bring someone in that can help up our sack numbers. That, right. And that's right. the biggest the thing that I would be looking at would be and Kyle Lawson probably isn't the best.
0: Well, that's not a guy to say. Well, but. no, but the point being is that um, we're hoping that these guys, when they have more talent on the other end,
2: right? Or, or in mean, the or in the middle,
0: or in the middle, Where
2: you're getting pushed up the middle from a good. Exactly. Game. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It, yep. it
0: because Jerry Hughes has seasons with ten sacks.
2: Well, is, it, is it, it? Do you think it's? Uh, we need to target a guy that can come in and be. A, a, a good pass rusher but has to rely on talent around him, or do you want to get a guy that can be on his own the number one pass rusher? It doesn't matter who else is around him type well, guy. Well, we talked right? about
0: J.J. Watt. Because if you yeah. can get J.J. Watt. Or or a guy like stop, J.J. Watt, Right,
2: right. right.
0: But I mean, who are you gonna get like a sign Reddick or? No,
2: I know it's he's not coming. That's you know? the thing we're missing though. If you, if you really look at our defense, because we're talking about before quarterback is is like a staple on your offense. Josh Allen is that guy. We finally have right. him. Then it's like your number two most important thing on on offense would be that number one wide receiver, right? And Diggs, we got him. Now you go to the defensive side of the ball, right? Like your quarterback, quote unquote, for your. Defense would be linebacker, Tr- middle linebacker, Tremaine yep, Edmonds. Right. Got him, but we don't have that premier edge rusher. No, we're no. that's that, and that's what sets us uh, apart. Sometimes, like if you look at KC, they have um, Chandler Jones or whatever, or, or what's the guy's name, uh, Dwight Clark or, or Fred Clark. Fred, Fred Clark. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know he's he's considered one of the top tier, you know, edge rushers oh, yeah. out there. So, I mean, it's just I don't know. Like, I, I
0: agree. I, I agree, and and. I would be willing to pay money to get that guy.
2: You Me know what too. I mean? I I, I would, would give
0: him thirteen million before I'd give Matt Milano thirteen million dollars.
2: Yeah, it's just where do you want our defense to go, right? Right. To middling. We were fifteenth to eighteenth last year. You get a really good D end. Get us back in the top ten. We're well, gonna, it helped you know I, mean? I mean
0: it all works it all works um as a unit, right? Because you get a little more pressure on the quarterback. The quarterback makes mistakes. Your safeties do better. Your cornerbacks do better. And, you know, uh, look back two, three years ago, and we had that. You know, we had that. um, Shaq Lawson had one decent year. We actually had a pretty good defense that year. Yeah. You know, and Jerry Hughes had a a few more numbers than he does this year. So,
2: yeah. Right. But we, uh, you know, the thing I look at, like, in the past is we've always relied on, like, our front four as a whole. Like, like right. what about, yeah, getting, we don't, what about getting another guy like Mario Williams, right? Like, for sure. You know, Mario Williams, he came in. The guy was a I mean, he was the guy on that defense. You know?
0: Well, look at the money people are spending on these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, JJ Watt at 32 with an injury history is getting fifteen million dollars a year for two years.
2: Yeah, and then you what do I mean? What was Mario getting? Like 17 uh, then?
0: He got uh, something like that. Yeah, it was like five years, hundred million dollars. It was close to seventeen to twenty, something yeah. eighteen, yeah. something like that.
2: But the way it was structured it's just you know i'm sometimes like i'm 50 I'm 50 i'm kind of like in a way i'm kind of sick of like getting like these middling guys like right and i want to go and get a guy that is a premier freaking d end well but the question get, is
1: do you have that this year is there anything available that would really fill that slot pressure? right not That's, anymore
2: right
0: yeah, yeah. right i
2: mean we lost that opportunity. really yeah
1: yeah not
0: really without a trade i mean now you're looking at spend really spending because you're going to give up a couple of first round guys or something, you know, first round picks to get a guy yeah. like that, yeah. easy.
2: Yeah, and as a fan, as fans, you know, we sometimes we kind of like wishful think, right? Right. For certain things. Now, don't get me wrong. I guarantee Brandon Bean and McDermott are like chomping at the bit, like wanting a guy like we want for DN. But they run that business. Those guys know right what they can get and what they can't get, and and yep. how and how the to, reality
1: of it all. Yeah how yeah. those contracts we are going to s- play out yeah we're can- having fun talking about it on a tuesday night these guys are living and
2: breathing it. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. tough it's tough for us to 14 hours a day this <laughs> yeah. is what they do yeah, yeah. We, we speculate all day long but these guys they they know what's happening and it's fun for us to do this but but i'm with you we needed a quarterback boom josh allen we need to give
0: our quarterback a target that can catch the ball right boom here comes actually john brown and cole beasley upgraded Oh, that big, position big time. Big time. Then you bring in Stefan Diggs, man, and now you've got – that. you took your – You're attack. there. Yeah. You're there, yeah. right? Right. you got Deion Dawkins, a, a very solid left tackle. Mitch Morris, very good pass blocker. You mm-hmm. know, you, you the offense has been – not established, but it's it's really close. It's putting up thirty points a game. We're good. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Defensively,
2: okay? the Carl Lawson would be kind of like, oh, that's our like that's our John Brown for oh, defense. We're paying Mario
0: but Addison ten or eleven million dollars. Yeah, Carl Lawson.
2: Yeah, I, I'm in again. Six years younger. Like like I said, Gene, more athletic. You can
0: get, if you can get Cloudy for six seven million dollars, I'd take him over Mario Addison all day long. Even if he doesn't have the sack numbers, maybe. Maybe he just needed that yeah. that opportunity. I don't. I don't know. But would you know, Clowney
2: but would Clowney fit? <clears throat> well, that's our another team point. though, right? Yeah, With, is, is he a
0: four three guy, a three four guy? I'm I don't not even seeing
2: scheme, but just just him in general, his personality, the type of guy right. he is. Like, is he the type of guy the worth ethic? See, I don't you know? know. He just doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like like a McDermott type of player to me, right? You know, but you know? I've heard
0: that about David and Joku too, who's had issues in Cleveland or whatever, but yet. You talk to people close to him, like he even when they kicked him down the depth chart, he never stopped working. He worked harder. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if that's a Jadavian clowney. I certainly don't. I'm not close to him. I have no idea. Right. So he might not be that guy. He no, might well, not be. But like you said, those guys, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, are gonna know better than I do, yeah. Whether or not he could ever possibly fit.
2: Plus they know like they know what type of guys they want to bring in. I mean, For they, sure. they made it pretty you know, they, they put it out there when they started saying, bye-bye, Sammy, bye-bye, yep. Marcel, yep. bye, Ron Darby. Sure. Like, we don't want you He's guys. He's available, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ron Darby is? Is yeah. he? Jesus. He's a free agent. Yeah. But it's just, you know, like, uh, trying to get inside the head of, like, uh, McDermott and, and being, like. Right, like, And right. you see what type of guys they've brought in the last uh four years. And it's like, Davian Clowney just seems – like More, the wrong, just the wrong kind of, guy. Just kind of a divas type type guy, you know, and I feel yeah. I feel like, you know, and you can make the argument with Stefan Diggs. Like everybody thought he was the, the diva wide receiver. Well, he was a problem, this and that. But the guy you know, undoubtedly worked his ass off. Yes. And with Jadavian yeah. Clowney, he he never really portrayed that. He was right. always one of those guys that was like, I'm uber talented. You know, I have everything physically. I, I can just get away with it. He never seemed like a guy that right. just puts the work in, and maybe I'm just well. Again, no, speculating I don't know. that, but yeah, 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 you don't know, yeah.
0: Um, but there's a Jason Owa, uh, Oweh. O w e h. I don't even right. know who he played for. Yep. I've seen him mock to the Bills a few times in the first round um, at thirty, and uh, from what I read about him, he looked like he would be uh, a possibility too.
2: Yeah, it, yep. as an edge guy. Yep.
0: But yeah, it's you're either going to have to. You know, and Brandon Bean's mentioned this, too, before. He likes to build a team through the draft. He does. But if you're consistently good and you're consistently picking at the back of the first round, yeah. then that becomes, I don't care what anybody says, it's more difficult. It really is. So you, I think they have a phenomenal scouting department. I yeah. trust them to make intelligent choices. But I don't know if you're going to get the next J.J. Watt. It at thirty.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. So agreed. Yeah, for sure.
0: So we'll see how it all plays out. You know, um, it may be kicked down the road to next year. Maybe they they do more in the positions around edge and or maybe they they liked Mario Addison. Maybe they decide to keep him and restructure his contract. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I don't the think writing's on so, with that one. Yeah.
2: yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to number three, defensive tackle. I have at number three. Uh now, with defensive tackle being at number three, I, I think that kind of speaks for itself. Um, you know, be being some people can have it at number one, number two. I put right. it at number three. Uh, we got Harrison Phillips at Oliver, star of the Thule, Hopefully, he'll come back. Uh, Quinn Jefferson and Vernon Butler and Justin Zimmer. So, right. So, our highest graded D tackle last year was Harrison Phillips, which kind of makes me a little – like, ah, that's right. that's not great. Ed Oliver ended up with a 48. That's that's harsh. But we know that he was getting double teamed all day last year. He tried oh, playing sure. nose tackle, and it just didn't work out for him. He's, right. just not, He's that not that size guy. Yeah. yeah. So what I think would be awesome, and if we're going to move on from Vernon Butler and Quentin Jefferson, for instance. Right. Delvin Tomlinson from New York Giants. Graded at yep, 75 him. last year. Really good interior D lineman. True nose tackle, takes on two blockers. He was in the top ten in tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage. A guy like that, if we can get him in as a free agent between 10 and mil a year, and I think totally worth it for what we need right. as a defense, I would pay that all day long for a guy like that.
0: Right. And what was, what was it you're thinking roughly cost-wise?
2: Ten eleven million a year. Not, yeah. Okay. For a guy for a guy that's Well, like I say, if
0: we if we can't do something at edge, then that automatically becomes an option, right? Yeah. So maybe Tommy or uh, Daryl Johnson is rotating with somebody on the other side across mm-hmm. from Jerry Hughes or somebody like that because you've got some strength at tackle.
2: Yeah.
1: That it's putting pressure on a quarterback with now, your front four. Yeah. This is your third or second?
2: Uh, D-Tackle is number three on my list. And it's your number six. six. Yeah. So for me, why it's number three is uh, run defense. I mean, we were ranked at the bottom half of the, of the right. league last year. We got torched a lot. Kansas City game uh, the first time around. We we tightened up at the end of the season. But at Oliver, again, I mean, if he's going to be able to play his natural position and let's see his natural talents come out, we have to get a, a, a true two-technique guy that's not star Tuley. For the future, right. that can snub up double teams and also just be an impact guy. I mean, I also have a couple draft picks that I think that could make an impact where we could possibly get them our first pick in the thirtieth pick or early in the second. Uh, Tyler Shelvin from LSU. He was he's ranked top five D tackles in the as a D tackle in the draft. So right. as a prospect, he's top five. Guys, 6'3", 346. He's huge. He's <laughs> he's a he's like a like our Pat Williams or Sam Adams. Right, you know what right. I mean? So someone like him, or uh, I also have Levi uh, Nanzuriki. I don't know how to say his last name from yeah. Washington.
0: Neither do I. But yeah. that I have him.
2: Yeah, and he's so, my only
0: draft pick, and that's that's a second round guy.
2: Yeah. Do you have anybody that you would think free agent
0: guys or anything? again the the thing that strikes me in um. I think it would bear out if you look at our defense first half, uh, second half, right? Like if you break them apart, or even first third, middle third, last third. Harrison Phillips coming off an injury. Yes, he was healthy; he could play. But how much was he holding back because he didn't have confidence in the repair? Right, mm-hmm. like I'm sure. I'm wondering if that played a part because it really sure it did look like he really came on towards the end of the season. He was picking up those double teams, like you said. You got Starr coming back, right? Um, he's another one of those Pat Williams guys. He, they're running around him, so so that's gonna help. And then at um, Oliver, I'm wondering how much of that grade was just the fact that he was pretty much it.
2: Well, he played. You out, know what I mean? And the first half year. of the yeah, 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 yeah. the
0: first half of the season. Um, so I'm thinking a, more of a stopgap while um Harrison Phillips, and then like you talked about somebody in the draft a stop. Yap might be a, a, a Sue or somebody like that—a one-year, maybe a, a lesser two-year deal with half guaranteed or something like that. Yeah, a guy who can still still get it done, but he's not—he's not elite anymore. He's yeah. not. But you put him up against a lot of other D tackles, and he's still going to be effective. You know, I don't have an issue if you can get somebody that's younger that you're going to sign a long-term deal. I would. I would love to shore up that position. Yeah. But I just don't know. You've already made a pretty good investment in that Oliver, uh, less of an investment in Harrison Phillips, but there's potential there. He played well before he got injured. We got to replace Starr at some point, right? And Starr's got to go. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, what's he like, 63 or something now? Who I don't know.
2: knows? But I mean, uh, he's he's a but, guy yeah. like where you want to kind of build for the future. Starr's not really in the mix at no. this point. He's he, kind of. And
0: neither would Nottakum right. Sue. He's a short. But you stop gap guy. Yeah, That's it.
2: Yeah. And for me, like a Tyler Shelvin, for instance, dude, I would totally go after a guy like him because number one, you're getting a guy that again can build for the future. You're right, you're getting He's young
0: up. enough that you can still work with him for quite a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, look at um what was what's the D tackle's name from Tampa that uh missed a few games and started back up in the Super Bowl oh, and was wrecking um, havoc.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I know who you're talking People about. People
2: know yep. what we're ta- <laughs> talking about. But, if they you know, watch the
0: Super Bowl, yeah, they'll, they'll remember. A guy yeah. like
2: him, you know, uh, we, we're just missing uh, something in the middle that is really going to affect the running game for the opposing team. So, If you
0: look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, it is fairly incredible what they were able to put together. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, if you look at offensively, I heard they tagged um, wide receiver to uh, Godwin.
2: Godwin, yep. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, the, the offense – you know, even Ronald Jones, Godwin, yep. Evans, like these guys. Fournette, yep. Yeah, Fournette, like they – and then the defense, you know, Reddick and um, the guy you're talking about. like like yep. Shaquille Barrett, Levante Shaquille David. Barrett, yeah, I mean, they Jason just – Jason
2: Pierpaul, like all those guys. Yeah, yeah they yeah.
0: just had it going on, man. I, I see – I don't know why they struggled as much during a regular season as they did because, man, both sides of the ball, they had it going on. Yeah. I mean, they really had it going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, they – good linebackers good dns good d tackles i mean yeah that's kind of where we got to build too so yeah i mean d tackle for me is very important at number three right. very important so right um, who's their
0: tight end by the way
2: who tampas, tampa's? still gronkowski dude they're missing oj howard too man
0: yeah i mean and that's Jeez. the thing though like maybe you stop looking at kansas city and take a better look at at tampa bay when you're trying to build a team because you've got a quarterback you've got pretty good wide receivers.
2: Oh, I know. You know? know. You got
0: pretty good running backs. Gronk,
2: Gronk didn't really do much all season until like well, towards why the my end of the point season. Being, he yeah, did I pretty mean, good in the Super Bowl. That, yeah, yeah, that's where it counted. Which right. it
1: almost doesn't it almost feel like Brady is like playing a joke like on the whole league. Like, yeah, for sure. Or oh, it's a Super Bowl, so we don't really have to worry that much. I'm just going to give it to Gronk over and over again. We're still going to win because I'm Brady. So, right. you know, let's just have right. fun. So like, yeah, yeah, and he comes back, he works. plays what,
0: eight games or whatever and goes yeah. to the Super Bowl, and gets another ring. Yeah, that's fair. I but know, whatever. I know. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but point <laughs> being topic. is that yeah. Point being is that they're still a really good team, whether they had grock or not. You know, For I sure. mean it was For just sure. it was just like he's saying, it's just they're toying with people on offense. They, yeah. They can do whatever they want to do on offense. The reason Ronald Jones is so successful, I think, in part is because Tom Brady's great, you yeah. know. But um oh, yeah. but that being said, um, yeah, we can yeah. move
2: to number two. Yeah. For me would be uh interior line slash guard. I have it number two on my list as most important. Uh reason for me at that position, guys, is we struggled at guard. We when Feliciano was out, it was a wreck, dude. Brian Winters was horrible. Yep. Uh Cody Ford was not good. He couldn't stay healthy. Ike Bacher filled in fairly well, but Let's be honest, guard is a position of weakness on our offensive line, and it's just not getting better. I mean, Feliciano is good, but he still only graded out at a 64. Cody Ford was bad, uh, 53. Brian Winters, 54. Bakker was a 65. Mitch Morris, a 65. So our interior line was, was really low on, right. on the PFF ranking chart, and it showed uh, in a lot of different – Games. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, and not to get too far into it, but you know, I think our running game was an issue because schematically we moved to a zone block scheme. You know, right. and our guys are not zone blocking type of guards. Yep. They, they just they're just not. They're not. They're not athletic enough to to do that. You know, you need more athletic guys to to do that. Our guys are built to be their big, burly guards. They're they're more to be like a hat on hat drive downfield guys or like
0: or pass block
2: yeah so you know guard for me uh, you know I, I i think we really should look at addressing that first or second round possibly more to me second round because uh, i think the first round i'll get into that but um now i look at a guy like uh, i don't know if you've uh, heard of him creed humphrey uh he's a center no slash guard from oklahoma so very if versatile
0: he's, if he's got versatility they're gonna like him yeah very There's versatile no
2: very high, highly graded at at, at run blocking, uh, pass blocking. He's not as highly rated, but he's he still has room for improvement, and, right? And he 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 can still, you know, upgrade from there. But to me, I really think that we need to get guys in here that can play the position and that can make an impact in the run game uh, a little bit better, right? You know, pass blocking and 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 keeping Josh uh, upright is huge. But having a guy that can grade out higher than some of our interior linemen right now, like, right? Like Bakker, he's just he's just a guy that could fill in, right. and he played decent. But right. I don't think he's the, a long term answer. No, though. he's a depth guy. Yeah, there's
0: no doubt. Um, I I have um the, uh, interior offensive line at five. Okay. Um, the reason I feel is I feel exactly the same way as you, um, but I really wonder. Again, we talked about scheme. We talked about the running game. We talked about the fact that it was obviously a pass-first offense. Right. When we did the big free agent move in 2018 and we brought in all those offensive linemen, the vast majority of them graded out very high in pass protection. Right. And and so I think that grade is going to be dragged down by our lack of a running game, but I don't personally put all of that on the players. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see, like, Mitch Morse. historically, was there a time in Kansas City or something where he was better as a run blocker than he is now? That kind of a thing. That's not to say that we need to upgrade that position. It's absolutely necessary. I mean, you're looking at Cody Ford, who was injured a fair amount of the time, and John Feliciano, and then behind them is, yeah. where are you going? Brian Winters is not the answer. You know, we just didn't no. know he never was. Um
2: yeah. When we got
0: him from the Jets, we talked about the fact that he could have been just, again, the only talented guy on a really, really bad line. Um, that wasn't the case. I think he just wasn't – he was the best Jets lineman because the rest of their linemen were horrible. Yeah, But that being said, I really think we need to upgrade where they do it, how they do it. I don't know what you found in free agency. I didn't see a whole lot available. So I originally was looking at a guy by the name of Ben Cleveland out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's 6'6", 335, really brutish guy. Like, he can push guys down the field. He he really good hand, solid guy. You're not investing a ton in the fifth round um, if you can get him there. I mean, he may go sooner. You don't know. But um, in our conversations, should they find a guy – in the first or second round i would be fine with that i would be absolutely fine with that that's the kind of position we talked about how um how efficient it was to draft offensive linemen in the first round we've had some bad luck in buffalo with offensive linemen in the past we've we've nailed it you know um cordy glenn eric wood we we've done well yeah but we've also really blown it a couple of times
2: yeah there's a few times like mike williams was and mike williams is you know the funny example. thing about mike williams real quick is he he was actually on our roster for four years yeah before before we said all right that's he's enough. a bust <laughs> he's, he's yeah. a bust but we had him on you know he started the first two years well the funny yeah.
0: thing is I, like you're saying like yeah.
2: a, a lot of coaches
0: and gms are going we we put a lot of and, you know draft capital into this guy yeah we got to keep going and hopefully we can get him straightened down and work yep. it out because we're gonna look like dumbasses if we can't
2: right? right right but yeah yeah speaking of uh offensive tackles that's my number one on my list offensive tackle yeah i've got him at four but yeah see for me the and the reason why i have it at number one is and the the sole reason i have it at number one is it's not because of dn dawkins because he's He's, right, he's solid. Yeah. He's solidified at left tackle. He graded out at 78. Darrell Williams graded out at 79, which is awesome. But he's 28. You know, he's he's up there in age. And he he just we we can't sign him to like a long term, you know, deal. We're not gonna sign the right. guy to like five five years. Right. You know. So you know, to me, the most important thing on our team is to keep Josh upright, keep him healthy, sure. keep that guy slinging the ball. The way to do that is have a good offensive line. That's why my first two needs are offensive line, to make sure that we have the best talent available for him to succeed. So I have nobody in free agency that we'd be able to afford to bring in right. to to take over dare Williams' spot. I think he's going to resign. I think we'll get him for eight mil a year, a couple years, which is great. You know, get him into his 30s, and then we need to – build for the future at that point. So I have Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. I also have Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. One of those two guys I think should be and hopefully will really look at drafting one of those guys at number 30 to not start, but to learn under Daryl Williams to get reps and then be our tackle of the future.
0: Right, yeah. And I'm, I'm good with that. Like I have him at number four only based on the fact that we have our two starters if we can re-sign Darrell Williams. So it's not that it's not a position of great need. It's just maybe not of great need this year. You might be able to get a couple of free agent guys, like they've done in the past, to rotate with these guys to to at least have some depth there. Now, you did have um, a free
1: agent on your list, right?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I've got Ryan Bates being re-signed and, and recently have considered... Even Tyenseki, if you can't get that guy, is, even at 33 or whatever he is, um, when he has been called upon, he's done it. At least in pass blocking, he's done well. It, it's good swing tackle, you know, that kind of a guy. Right. Um, With
2: Brian Bates and uh, Tyenseki, just to give you a heads up, those two didn't even get rated by PFF because they didn't, they didn't have play enough. playing time. Right. So right. To, me, to me, in my opinion, those two guys are out of here. Yeah, you know? and
0: that could be. It could be, especially if they can get somebody in the draft or in free agency to solidify the position.
2: Yeah. I
0: certainly would not be comfortable going into the draft um, with two tackles, a left and a right. It would be nice to have some sort of support staff through free agency, wherever that is. I've targeted a guy by the name of Rick Wagner Mm -hmm. out of Green Bay. Yep, um, Graded out last year at 78.2. Um, What's he going to cost? About $4.5 million. Okay. So you said I think uh, Daryl Williams is around 79, Deion Dawkins around 78. Yep. So he fits the bill, even if right. it's as a rotational guy. Uh, is a stopgap if you can't get. Um, Tevin Jenkins, or uh, did you have Tevin Jaylen, Jenkins?
2: I had Tevin Jenkins and, and Jalen Mayfield, and I'm I'm a big Michigan fan, right? You know, so right, so that you know, Jalen Mayfield will be awesome just right. just because of that. But the kid, the kid is, I mean, he's an athlete. You know, he faced when I was telling you earlier, he faced some of the best pass rushers to come out of the Big Ten in his freshman year. You know, Chase yeah. Young and that uh, Mata, whatever his name is right, from Penn right, State. Yeah. Like, I mean, those two guys were right off the top of my head were really good, and he. I mean, the Big Ten is a, a great conference, and he faced a lot of talent. Uh, he didn't play last year much because he was injured. The right. Big, the Big Ten got snuffed until oh, yeah, right, they, right. You know, they only played yeah. like six games or whatever. So he only ended up starting two games last year. But he is he is rated the third or fourth best tackle to come out of his, in
0: twenty twenty one. Yes. So. so I think I told you, I think um, Cynthia Freeland or whatever um, on GR had also uh, had him for their first-round pick at right. number 30. Yeah. So He's been locked in. So. From what I found about Tevin Jenkins, I'm in. He's six six three twenty.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and um, he may even slide. Uh, maybe you could even get him in the second round. You might have to heard move that up to get him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's graded at 92 last year. Like I mean, also a very very solid tackle. Yeah. So yeah, I'm good with that.
2: You know? he, yeah, and he's he's graded uh, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. I I don't know if you got to watch much of them at all. No. But they for the last man like handful of years or more, they're an air raid offense. Right. Um. Kyle Rudolph came from Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. You know, they're they're just an air raid offense. So he is a pure pass blocking machine. Jalen Mayfield, so Michigan hasn't been an air raid type of offense in the last, you know, since Jim Harbaugh's been there. Right. But they are a very good run team. So Jalen Mayfield is stronger in run blocking, but he's very athletic to be a good pass blocker. He right. just he 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 started as a or didn't start, but he played D tackle in high school and he was, oh, yeah. he, he was an I All-American in, as a D tackle. So he he's very athletic. He's 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 strong upper body, strong.
0: Yeah, And they said a lot of muscle mass, not a lot of fat. Right. So for he's a big guy. Yeah. He's he like, moves s- well,
2: dude. He, you know, coming out of high school as a freshman, he was six, 285. Jesus. His sophomore year in Michigan, he he went from 285 to 320. Put on some
0: in one big year.
2: bulk, man, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a man. That's not a kid.
2: Yeah. So for sure. So I mean. Pick your poison, but one of those two guys, for me, would be I would, I would be ecstatic right. to get one of those guys. I guarantee
0: two guys. you, if they're being considered by the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean probably already knows which one he's going to favor over the other.
2: Exactly. It
0: may come down to just athleticism, you know?
2: Yeah, good. Yeah,
0: that's been a big target. I mean, that's what they've talked about, Dawson Knox and half of these guys. A lot of it's we want the raw tools. We'll refine them yep. to turn them into football
2: players. Right. I yeah. think we
1: really covered... um the differences in strategy and how it's going to affect what positions are necessary. It depends on what we're trying to focus on. And, you know, again, we obviously have two different opinions here. We have one person who thinks that because our offense is so important, we need to protect it. We have someone who thinks that our defense is floundering, so they need to be fixed. Right.
0: Yeah. And you can make arguments for both, you know, I mean, part of my logic comes into the fact that our, our offense was top five and our defense was more middle, you know what I mean? But, you also need both to be successful. We don't want to have a top five defense and have our offense drop down yeah. to the middle of the pack.
2: Yeah. So And I know one thing you can agree with me on is it all starts up front, trenches for defensive sure. Defensive line, well, offensive look at line. Our top six includes yeah. both. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Yep. So yeah. No, that was that was a that was a good podcast. I think yeah, we really kind of got into a lot of things that really help out as far as looking at you know needs on what positions and and where we think, you know the bills need to upgrade. Uh, next week is freaking awesome, guys! Right, free agency tampering tampering period right? starts on Monday. Monday. Right, then free agency Our is podcast Wednesday, Tuesday. Yep, and then
0: free agency starts Wednesday.
2: So we, you know, we're gonna ha- put out the podcast. It's coming out on Thursday, so it's gonna be the, a day after free agency. So, unfortunately, if the Bills do make some signings, we're not going to have it here on the podcast. Right. But uh, we're going to do our best to ho- hopefully predict uh, maybe a few, you know, that yeah. we that we might be able to make moves on. But, um, yeah, it's going to be this is the start of Bills Mafia. You know, the season is, is kind of going to come together after next week. So Yeah,
0: and it would be cool. Anybody who's listening to the podcast, um, you know, feel free to go to Twitter or whatever. Maybe give us an idea of what your top few uh, positions of need might be, or yeah. players that you think we should draft, right. or some free agents we should pick up. Absolutely, yeah, we didn't yeah. touch on. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, if we have time in our next podcast, we'll definitely bring it up or whatever. Especially, you know, we're we're not the end all to everything. So yep. somebody probably got
1: some pretty good ideas out there. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, yeah and, that would uh, be great. absolutely. Yeah, a couple things to touch on too. We uh, we have our own transistor page now. So if you go to etdbuffalo.transistor.fm. You'll find our page there. You can you know watch all of our well listen to all of our episodes there, and also we can uh, be viewed on the Buffalo Fanatics Transistor page or wherever you find your podcast. We're pretty much everywhere. We're distributing to almost every platform now, right? Um, so yeah, go check us out on Twitter, on Facebook at ETD Buffalo. We love um, feedback, you know, anything, and yeah, we would anything, love to hear more from our sign. from our fans. So
2: yeah, yeah. Thanks for everybody for listening, and just yes. a big shout out to uh, Buffalo Fanatics for. You know, helping us put it—you know—putting us on their platform, helping, sure. helping us—you know—get out there and and, and build up uh, so people can find us and listen to us uh, because we we wouldn't have this platform without their help. So right. so right. we really appreciate it. Thank you, Buffalo Fanatics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, we get to do something we really enjoy and share it with other people. And like I said, be nice if they shared back. It would be nice to hear what they have to say.
1: Yeah, we'd be doing this whether it was just us, but right. you know, it's nice to know that people are listening. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah thank you all right well good podcast fellas and um i'll end it with uh, where else would you rather be than right here right now go bills go Go Bills. bills